I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 390 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is time for a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Former United States Navy SEAL Rusty Nessner joins me today. Rusty's dad, Gary Nessner, is a former FBI hostage negotiator who is the focal point of the hit TV miniseries Waco, Rusty Nessner served with the elite United States Navy SEAL teams and is currently a firearms and tactical driving instructor. He recently welcomed his second child, who was only two weeks old at the time of this recording. I absolutely love when I have the opportunity to speak with the frogmen and hear their fatherhood journeys. Rusty Nessner will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Rusty Nestor was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch the conversation between the former U.S. Navy SEAL and myself, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Okay, and if you enjoy my interviews with Navy SEAL dads, you've got to go through the archives of the show and check out my interviews with some of the most well-known frogmen, including Marcus Luttrell, Rob O'Neill, as well as three Navy SEALs who received the Medal of Honor, Michael Thornton, Bob Kerry, and Ed Byers. I've also interviewed Captain Phillips and Dr. Dillip Joseph, who were rescued by SEAL Team 6, as well as Mohammed Gulab, who saved lone survivor Marcus Luttrell. All of these interviews are available to you guys in the archives of the podcast. Okay, and today marks 19 years since 9-11. That's hard to believe. And just like so many other Americans, the terror attacks had a great impact on my life. I worked in a rail yard across the river from the World Trade Center for 17 years. And the days that followed 9-11 were just extremely sad. But I will never forget the feeling of patriotism that really swept over me and so many others. The terrorists that day did not care if you were Republican or Democrat, white or black, gay or straight. They only cared that you were Americans and they wanted Americans dead. I am forever grateful for the men and women of our military who keep us safe. It is one of the reasons why I bring on so many SEALs, Green Berets, Rangers, Marines, and other veteran dads. I am grateful for their service, and I pray that I am living a life worthy of their sacrifice. All right, so make sure you follow me guys on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who will be joining me here on the podcast next week. And if you could, drop me a rating or review over on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening to the podcast. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with former U.S. Navy SEAL Rusty Nessner. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Today's episode is being brought to you by Manscaped. And dads, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing that you can control, and that is shaving that area that made you a dad in the first place. My sponsors over at Manscaped.com are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premier electric trimmer that is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology, so you never have to worry about scratching those love spuds while you're giving yourself a smooth shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is included in the Perfect Package 3.0, and for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package kit, you're going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Box of Briefs. And let me tell you something right now, guys. The Anti-Chafing Cooling Box of Briefs are the best pair of drawers I've ever put on. So what are you waiting for? Visit Manscaped.com. Use my promo code FATHER. You're going to save 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's 20% off your order plus get free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code FATHER and get rid of those short hairs in your short pants today. 
joining me now, First Class Father, Rusty Nestner. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me, Alec. All right, let's start it right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Well, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter um, and just uh, recently have a son, a second kid, who's, uh, what, 15 days old? So still reeling from uh, number two and uh, experiencing all that. So, Yeah, brand new. You still got the receipt for him and everything, huh? Uh, <laughs> did, you, exactly did, you, did, right. did you guys know you were having a boy? Did you do a gender reveal or anything like that, or you waited till I- the end? I, I'm all about, I like surprises, but wife, not so much. She wants to have that planned out. I respect her for it, but I wanted a surprise. Um, either way, she won the argument. So we knew it was a boy coming and, uh, honestly, different, different feeling from a little girl, you know, a little boy is, is, is a different, different experience, um, having him come in. Cause you're like, Oh man, now I really got to be locked on because you're going to be a lot like me. And that, that terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had it the reverse. I had three boys. Then we got our girl on the fourth try. So uh, it's definitely been a, uh, a big experience the other way around for me. And th- now you got one and one, you guys going to try to break the tie here. Or are you all done? Who knows? You know, are we, you know, we, we never really put a lot of thought into either. We just kind of let things roll me and her and, uh, <laughs> So who knows? I, I'm fine with just one and one. I'm good. I'm solid with that. Um, so, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. All right. I, I like your style. If you could, Rusty, <laughs> please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. Sure. So I spent uh, six years with the U.S. Navy SEAL teams. Um, I served on SEAL Team 10, um, deployed to Afghanistan. Uh, short tenure with the teams. Uh, had a blast. Uh, have lifelong friends and uh, great experiences that I've taken with me on my journey. Uh, since then, I've uh, uh, utilized my skills, leveraged my skills as a firearms and tactics instructor, as well as a driving instructor. Um, I've, I've traveled the country and uh, occasionally international to do that type of work. Um, and right now, I, I, I basically just work um, out of West Virginia, which is about an hour and a half from me, uh, doing defense contracting with various agencies. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I uh, I, I spent a long time developing a nonprofit organization that uh, caters towards veterans and their artistic endeavors or their handmade products. It was called War Paints. Uh, unfortunately, I just didn't have enough collaboration and teamwork on it, but it's shifting into something else, hopefully coming down the road. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good experience. And now uh, just kind of uh, slowing down, so to speak, the the brakes have come on, and uh, now now uh, got these two kids in my life. So now everything that was rushing past the windows has slowed, and now it comes into view a little bit. Yeah, re- really cool, and thank you for your service, of course. And you've had all these you know wild experiences in the teams and all that stuff. So, um, how did the experience of becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Well, I think that's a good question. I, I think, um, you know, it's like climbing up a mountain at full speed when you're in your prime and you're um, you're just getting after it. You know, nothing can stop you. And now you, you're kind of anchored down. I don't mean that in a derogatory manner, but now you've got, you know, your little kids that, that come up and you have to. You are forced to slow down. You can no longer be at sprinting uh, capacity. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's actually an innately uh, part of the experience of aging is now you say, now you have to slow your roll a little bit. And it actually, uh, like the or analogy that I just used with everything in the rear of a window, now you just kind of let things settle and you will open up new avenues of what you uh, observe and what you become interested in, fascinated in. And I think it's part of that growth process that I've, I've, I've learned to tremendously enjoy. 
Yeah, very well said. I know some of you guys in the teams, they say slow is smooth, smooth is fast. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. What would you say are the, uh, the top values, Rusty, that you're hoping to instill in your kids as they grow up here? Well, uh, you know, that's that's another good one. And that's a hard one. I think that's something that will constantly be explored and constantly be touched up on. Um, but, uh, you know, a little bit just uh, we touched on uh, a little bit of, about balance. I think that is the key um, foundational route route that I want to instill in my children is saying that you can have this aggressive uh uh, defensive domineering, well, maybe not domineering, but you can have an aggressive posture and you can be strong and be a warrior type mentality, but you can also have this other, um, kind of more grounding, uh, position as well. Acceptance, understanding, listening, um, which is not so aggressive, kind of more, uh, the realm of gardening and developing and, 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 and uh, cultivating. So I think when you, when you find the balance point between, I think that's really the magic zone in life. And it is extremely difficult. It requires a great deal of patience to leverage those and balance both those opposing forces. Um, you know, and just, um, I think also one of the virtues, I think um, if it is a virtue, more along the advice is giving thanks and gratitude constantly, you know, constantly putting things into perspective to say, thank you for what I have. Thank you for who and where I am. Um, and and, and uh, giving that up, um, it, it makes just for a better, uh, you know, uh, life to be lived here uh, with with gr- with gratitude. Yeah, I, I love what you say there, Russ. I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict myself, too. So gratitude is one of the things that has really been a blessing for me as, as I've transitioned here in my own life. And I know that now you grew up, your father, Gary, obviously uh, a famous FBI negotiator, all this stuff. I mean, that had to be kind of difficult for you to uh, manipulate him into giving you a little extra uh, time to stay out curfew wise and stuff like that. So um, what, what type of disciplinarian was he as a father when you were growing up? And do you kind of plan on implementing that same style as a dad yourself? Yeah, I think innately I will uh, I will totally uh, you know practice kind of what he put out there and he again like you said he's a FBI hostage negotiator chief hostage negotiator so really disciplinary he was not more um, he would sit down and really make you talk about kind of the things that led <laughs> you to your decisions which can be painstaking and like and in punishment in its own right um, but you know it, it jokingly when I joined the the SEALs he always uh, said hey you joined the dark side of course he was joking with he's very proud of the service but he was all about talking through and negotiating and resolving which is a highly effective law enforcement tool and a highly effective uh human being skill you know and so i wanted to smash down doors and 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 do direct action missions and so i think there's a little rebellious in that a rebellion in that as well to my part um but i think yes i i would i would rather have um you know, sit down and really, really dive into what makes you make those decisions and uh, how do you go about doing them. And let's leave out the emotionality. Let's try to recognize the emotions that you're feeling, identify them, and that way we're able to process it more as opposed to just saying, go with it every single time. Um, so I think there's value to slowing down the process, listening and, and uh, experiencing that emotion. Yeah, some of my kids, they are phenomenal negotiators. I mean, they, they, you know, they'll, they'll be asking me for an ice cream cone. I tell them no. A half hour later, they're licking on one, you know. So uh, they definitely know how to stay persistent, for sure. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and, and I know now, what was the kind of genesis of you getting involved with art? I know like today, now we see a lot of things where um, we have like, my wife's been to a few of these paint and sip type of deals. We don't really see any kind of like paint and shoot uh, type of thing <laughs> for dads or anything like that. But what kind of what was the genesis of you getting involved with art? Um, paint and shoot. That'd be, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> Well, I think it's a very much needed uh, process as a young warrior culture that we are in America. And we are young as, you know, we haven't been around for a thousand years. You know, we, we are now realizing that the, the toils of war fighting and combat will take their toll on the subconscious. And uh, we're just now learning that when we come back and revisit and reintegrate it back into society, there needs to be that ritual of uh, kind of switching hats, letting go of the of some of the aspects of the warfighter, and and really uh, revisiting uh, your sense of self and and putting the magnifying glass on yourself uh, in the in the most um, easy way possible. Nothing, uh, no judgment, just you know, learning to process those things. And I think art's a great way to do it. Um, art has a huge broad spectrum. It can be woodworking, it can be music, it can be paint, it can be photography. Really, just so much of it, so we don't have to pigeonhole it as as a painting flower, so to speak. It really is a broad, broad spectrum, and we've seen with veterans that are coming, or people that have undergone trauma and uh, combat, it really revitalizes their sense of self and and is uh, able to be restorative to their true um, to their true self. So that's kind of what what the genesis was of me uh, moving into art, and I and I still practice it to this day, and um, I'm a big advocate of it. Yeah, I, th I think it's awesome. It, it seems like we're in this age where technology has advanced so far. We could do so many different things with the technology, but yet, I mean, we're so far advanced, but we don't have anybody writing Shakespeare today. We don't have anybody that's um, making music like a Beethoven. We don't have anybody that's, you know, making art like a Van Gogh. So you think with, we've had all these technological advantages, yes, but we don't seem to see that progress with the art uh, as well. Today's episode is being brought to you by Mellon. Mellon has designed a hat in collaboration with Navy SEAL Jeff Nichols and the Lone Survivor Foundation. This united hat is designed to bring us together as a nation, as a global community, and as neighbors. It is designed to inspire hope in one another and to work together towards positive outcomes. This united hat stands for getting things back on track and working together to get us there. United we stand. The Lone Survivor Foundation will be donating $10 for every Mellon United hat sold. The Lone Survivor Foundation provides a no-cost post-traumatic program to help U.S. service members, veterans, and their families recover from combat trauma. Visit Mellon or tap the link in today's show notes and rock your United Mellon hat today. United, we stand. I mean, we're so far advanced, but we don't have anybody writing Shakespeare today. We don't have anybody that's um, making music like a Beethoven. We don't have anybody that's, you know, making art like a Van Gogh. So you think with, we've had all these technological advantages, yes, but we don't seem to see that progress with the art uh, as well. I agree. I agree. I think we and we need warriors now more than ever because warriors are willing to pour almost everything that they have into that practice, into that art, into that symphony um, in order to make it. They just give it everything. Art is an exhausting, uh, daunting process. It can be if you really, really pour yourself into, into it. Uh, and, and that's what makes it so applic uh, applicable to warriors uh, to just throw themselves into it. I agree. And you mentioned there earlier there about gardening and stuff like that and growing your own food and stuff like that. that's something that's very 
you know, out of my realm. Like I was mentioning to you before we started here that I just went camping with my family for the first time. I've never gone camping in my life. So those are kind of things. Uh, is that something that you practice right now in gardening and growing your own food and kind of what let you down that path? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we live out, we're fortunate enough to live out in the county and, uh, you know, we've got a, a food plot going out there and I'm still learning. I mean, it's a lifetime of learning for that, of cultivating crops and cultivating your own food and learning um, from old timers around the area here in Virginia in the Shenandoah Valley. Um, but talk about empowering. I mean, every warrior now should have that sense of I need to be able to provide for my family in the event that the system that is just doesn't work anymore. And I'm not saying you have to be a prepper or anything like that. But but, you know, having the, um, the capacity to put seeds in the ground, have it grow, identify it and then jar it, can it, save it, store it. It's just a miraculous process, and it's very, very, very empowering. Um, you know, we have uh, local Mennonites around the area, and, uh, you know, although I'm not part of that religious affiliation in terms of Mennonite status, uh, I have tremendous respect for them because they really pour themselves in the land and have up to three to four years of provisions that they've cultivated and whatnot. So tremendous respect for the those uh, people that are aware that, hey, you know, life is fluctuating and there can be good times and hard times and it's best to be prepared for it. Yeah, and, and like self-reliance in a sense of being able to take care of our own selves by, by making our own food, by making our own money where we can live off the income of our own resources, and even like being able to protect ourselves. I know you teach firearms stuff, and it's like being able to be responsible for our own protection, our own food, our own finances. I mean, those are key things that I hope we start, I, I, that I'm trying to, you know, introduce my kids to now as an early age, at an early age. And, nope. and, and getting into, obviously, you know, you're a former Navy SEAL and a firearms instructor and all this, but now you have a young family yourself. Like me, I, as a dad, when I'm walking down the street with my family, I know now cities aren't really crowded because of the virus and all that stuff, but normally, you know, we're walking down the street. What kind of advice do you have for a dad that's out there walking down the street with his family to look for potential threats or hazards? Does that ever affect you kind of like now walking around with your young family? Yeah, just just have um, heightened uh, situational awareness. That doesn't mean, um, you know, have that active stress response engaging constantly, but you should be aware wholeheartedly. That's the best service as a male that I think you can perform for your family when you're in open or when with public together. You know, just have spatial awareness. All your senses should be engaged somewhat, and you should be able to identify potential problematic humans, potential uh, problematic uh, situations before you're even involved in them. And it's as simple as getting away from that, putting distance between that would-be hazard um, as quickly as you can, because as much as we'd all like to, um, you know, slug it out, we can't do that adequately necessarily with our, with our children and our wives right next to us, you know, always be prepared for it, but be able to, to distance yourself from it. Yeah, well said. And I know distancing right now is a big deal. You just had a baby 15 days ago here. So what was that problem? I mean, it's got to be a little bit different, I would imagine, maybe than your first experience. Was it? Because now we're in this whole heightened uh, awareness with the social distancing. Did they have any issues at the hospital? You know, um, no, hospital visit was fine. It was great. But, you know, it's just an, it's an incredible I don't know that I just don't know have any frame of reference for new time fathers to be experiencing what we're experiencing now. I'm a contractor. I travel for work as a firearms instructor. A lot of that contracting is dried up and that's that's fine. I'm, we're, 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 we're stable. Um, and but, you know, 
that leaves me here home at, at and, and becoming a very much half the role of this of this father position um, of much more at home um, than what we've been accustomed to in, in the past hundreds or uh, years. So now we have to kind of marry ourselves up with the mindset of our wives to say, hey, I am here. I am present. But I'm not mom number two. I am I am a father. And um, they have to overcome that as well to say it. He's going to come with a different approach, a different mindset. And we have to make sure that we're resolving these uh, dichotomically opposed um, uh, forces in, in a healthy manner, because now it's it's here and now we're here home with our children uh, just as much as mom. Yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily a, a bad thing either, Rusty. I think it's a great thing. I know dads today are much more involved than they were 50 years ago. And I know we've all kind of made the adjustment. Uh, we, we all see women in a different light than we do that Alice Cramden uh, style from the Honeymooners. But we don't really have uh, seen the dad as the evolved dad that he is right now. And that's kind of what I bring a lot of attention to here on the show. And also, you know, the fact that we do have so many kids growing up without a father in their life. And I think that we're seeing the results of that play out all across the country right now. No doubt. No doubt. Um, and it's just, yeah, we, we are now stepping up to the plate. You know, good uh, adult uh, males, fathers are stepping up to the plate. And, and that's going to look different and feel different to the domestic role that we've been accustomed to. And absolutely 100 percent a great thing. I think it'll 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 grant and give our children and the next generation of Americans a more well-suited balance. Make sure that you are retaining that masculinity, but don't try to be overbearing about it. Yes, you are the man of the household, but don't you don't have to bang pots and pans and march around every day. with it. You know, like we get it, you know, like have that have that good balance and that the kids will be receptive to that uh, to that masculine energy yeah right on with that and i know we're all in a little bit of uncertain times here what kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future you know just continue to um uh, empower myself and my family with the the, the cultivation of the land uh, familiarize ourselves with um different uh wildlife and plant species start learning um you know if you haven't already start learning practical firearms defense not in an an alarming uh, crazy prepper way just learn how to use utilize firearms know how to um navigate know how to read from the woods um again cultivate crops and uh, you know start treating other human beings with respect um you know all that good stuff just 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 no one wants to be that there's there's kind of this prevalent ideology or mentality that the sink the ship is sinking. No one wants the guy screaming like the ship is sinking, the ship is sinking. We all need to panic. Nor do we want to be on the other end of the spectrum, the guy just sitting there and saying, "Oh, everything's fine, everything's fine." You know, nothing. To, you have to be again that middle road to say no. Action is required because there's a lot of things going on. Let's just do it calmly and focused and directly. Uh, in a good leadership way. Hopefully that yeah. answers your question. So it does. Yeah. And before I hit you with the last question here, Rusty, because you are a firearms instructor and, and you have young kids yourself, what would you say is a good age or the appropriate age to introduce kids to guns and gun safety? Well, that's, I don't know um, that I can, I, I can't answer for every single parent because I, I don't know, or father or mother, I don't know the level of their engagement. But for example, my two and a half year daughter, I have a 22 rifle and all I do is Take it out in the backyard and say, Daddy's going to shoot now, and I'm going to shoot over there at this particular target. And I just expose her to the sound of that firing. She doesn't get to handle it. 
doesn't get to touch it. I shoot a couple shots. I safe it, and then I say, "Hey, this is not a toy. You, this is this is daddy's. This is daddy. This is a weapon. You do not ever touch. You know, without daddy being there." And of course, I safe the firearm and, and put it away so she can't uh, uh, manipulate it herself. But the point is that exposure can start early as early. And now she knows if she hears one of the neighbors or some gunshot, she goes, "That's a gunshot." So you can start early with the process of just what that is. It's just a firearm, and I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah, good stuff. And the last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Rusty, uh, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Be present, be present and enjoy it. Enjoy it. It is the just the best gift that we that we possibly if we're too engaged trying to run and do this and do that. Um, you know, we're going to miss out on some of the most beautiful moments of, of uh, you know, having a child, which is just watching them be present with them. Yes, you will have to forego a lot of your ambitions and your dreams for just awesome status. But I, I guarantee you the reward's going to be great just watching them interact, watching how uh, connected they are to you and, and how much um, learning that, that occurs is just an amazing, amazing process. Be present, listen to them, guide them and just be there with them. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Rusty Nestor, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, Alec. I really appreciate it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Rusty Nessner for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And there goes another awesome week of First Class Fatherhood in the books. If you missed out on any of this week's episodes, I highly recommend you go back and take a listen, including my interviews with UFC lightweight fighter Dustin Poirier, ABC eyewitness news meteorologist Lee Goldberg, NFL Hall of Fame legendary quarterback Jim Kelly, and today's episode, of course, with Navy SEAL Rusty Nestor. All right, make sure you lock it into my Instagram account at Alec underscore Lace to find out what dads will be joining me on the podcast next week. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. <laughs>